1: right we're on thank you very much for downloading we are going up and welcome to your season ticket to the football league we are absolutely delighted to say that on the phone right now to speak to us is Mr Kevin Davies first let's speak to the former Bradford Wolves Barnsley and Doncaster striker Don Goodman John Ashdown sports writer at the Guardian is a big Sheffield United fan just how nervous are you about next Saturday
2: (laughs) incredibly nervous he's a clown (laughs) we
1: can't let (laughs) this man become a Premier League manager again. (laughs) again have you ever known to finish since Jimmy Glass like that at Griffin Park? Absolutely not. Do, do, do.
3: Let's all do the conga. Do 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 do. it <laughs> as longer. And it goes. Oh, and there's a flare on the pitch. Could you perhaps see one day him taking over maybe in, in a few years down the line if you continue to have sex and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we
1: can't you,
2: do that. Sorry. <laughs>
4: going up podcast we've got the football league covered
1: forget that music drum roll please it's been over two years it's been over we couldn't really quite be bothered to work it out but a lot of hours and hundreds of guests and finally we have made it to the big one and here comes the most underwhelming fanfare you've ever heard happy 100th David Cameron Walker uh, thanks. Happy 100th Jim night. <laughs> Hello. This you. is um, episode 100 of We Are Going Up. I'm Mark Crossley, and I've got a treat for you. Oh, cool. great. Hey,
3: ready for the food? You ready for this? Is it a cake? Is
4: it a cake? I have got... Oh, he's oh, rustling.
1: What's he got? In here... From the co-op. We've got some Jaffa Cake bars. Really? Excellent. <laughs> Not a great start. Well, well no, we actually solid. have... A cake A cake Granted it's a one pound cake from co-op and But still dented by the looks of things as well It's <laughs> in, in my bag The bargain bin And I've got some paper plates Oh wonderful Excellent This is a special There you go Do you want a paper plate? Yep There you go Jim <laughs> have you got me a Thanks, party mate. hat? I haven't got your party hat party I, whistle I do some have party some, some, um, some cutlery if you want to, oh, to cut, oh, cut the cake expert, yep. So uh, yeah there you go Where's my hat Fantastic Right okay Party so, poppers I, I didn't. I couldn't find any in the car. Alcohol dreamers. It's, now we're recording on Monday. I didn't think.
3: <laughs> Where's the bubbly? I didn't
1: think you'd want, you'd want any more alcohol after the weekend. Ah. Right. So we'll uh, we'll tuck into that a little bit later in the show. Um, and uh, I should mention at this point, quick mention for Audible um, who are offering you a free one month trial uh, thanks to uh, thanks to them you just need to go to audible.co.uk slash going up you get a free audio book and there's quite a big book which comes out this week which is Alex Ferguson's book which yes. will be on there I believe from next week if you want to get that Fergie's um, done it himself <laughs> I don't think so huh. uh, Harry Redknapp Why Always not? Managing is on there Sid Lowe's new book if fi- Harry can do
3: it so can Fergie
1: that's true he hasn't S- got anything else to do has he <laughs> <laughs> Sid Lowe's new book Fear and Loathing in La Liga is available right now and uh, that is uh uh, sort of narrated by the man himself Neil Warnock's book is on there Narrated by him Mo Farah's new book is on there That's all at audible.co.uk Have you got one yet? Slash going up You got one yet? Have I got what? A book No I haven't actually Get one okay. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> 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 it's on my to-do list I'm doing yeah, it this I week I have I've got the Andrew Marr book I told you audiblecouk uh-huh. slash going up is where you need to go Later we're going to be resurrecting a very old feature I know you're both very excited about this oh, yeah. to mark 100 episodes of this podcast Plus we've got three copies to give away of the latest Football Manager game Yes Do we know what It's not, it's is not this, even out yet Is this for PC Is it for This is for whatever you've got Ok Okay. Do you want to set the question Apart- now or do you want to come back to it later We'll come back to you later
3: Hold you in suspense Ok Keep Listening for your chance to win Football Manager 2014.
1: Wow. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll set that question later. Uh, we're also going to be joined by a very special guest, Mr. Mark Roberts, the captain of Fleetwood Town, who are currently sitting in fifth place in League Two. They had a disappointing two-nil uh, loss to Southend on Friday, but he's made the move from Stevenage, hasn't he, over the summer? Yes. He's gone in as... Swap Graham Wesley for Graham Alexander. He has club captain there. So we'll uh, speak to Mark about Fleetwood start to the season a little bit later. And uh, as there are, uh, 12 games gone. We thought this might be quite a good point to do a kind of state of play uh, bit on the show uh, where we're going to look at the three divisions and sort of see where we're up to so far this season and we're going to do this in the help of uh, two very knowledgeable gentlemen Mark O'Hare is the content manager for Sporting Bet and the creator of uh, We Love Betting as well and you can follow him on Twitter for all these oh, tips
3: I, I'm not going to criticise his knowledge because it's great but I just wish he was luckier <laughs> that's all I'll say OK uh, we'll get so to that
1: we're going to speak to Mark uh, now and also we've got Rob Langham on the line uh, you might hear us a lot of times in the last 99 episodes as we mentioned this uh, brilliant website The Two Unfortunates Uh, Rob is the co-founder of that website and uh, he's a Reading fan as well and we're pleased to say Rob is on the line too both of you thank you very much for coming on Mark let's start with you at the top of the championship if you look at the table at the moment um, well kind of a surprise team top of the league Burnley after 12 games played have 29 points Uh, they lead the division by 2 points and uh, I can't imagine this is one the bookies saw coming No
2: definitely not in fact um, quite a few people people I spoke to were putting them up for relegation I think they were 80-1 to to win the title at the start of the season um, and have been on a fantastic run as well I think Sean Dyche has, has got his team defensively organised at the same time they're looking a threat going forward uh, of course they lost Charlie Austin as well which I think was uh, the main reason for people putting them up towards relegation which I thought was a little bit unfair they were considered a, a less uh, chance of winning the title than the likes of Sheffield Wednesday Birmingham, Charlton who are all struggling at the wrong end of the table and even now I think they're Burnley around 10-1 to to win the title there's a feeling that the squad's not strong enough or, or large enough I should probably say rather than strong enough um, to go the whole hog but um, fantastic start and I think it's all geared towards a Saturday's game against my own team Queen's Park Rangers um, we go to Turf Moor on Saturday and I think that could be a, a, a real test for both teams to see how far they can actually go this season
3: yeah I mean like, like you I've been really impressed with Burnley and well, you know, equally, we didn't see it coming either. But I mean, that probably says more about, you know, us than it, than, it, than it does Burnley. Like Sean Dyche did a fantastic job at Watford. You know, it was very harshly gotten rid of there, you know, for Zola. Um, he's now outperforming him in the championship. He did a very good job last season. and kept them steady after, after lose after they lost Eddie Howe, sort of somewhat uh, unexpected circumstances, shall we say? And you know his, his work in the transfer market, I think, have been impressive this this uh, season as well. Losing Charlie Austin was the headline grabber, but he's brought in a lot of players who, as I referred to the other week, we had the uh, the Burnley journalist on. You know, people like Scott Arfield have got the winner against Ipswich at the weekend. Kitely on loan from from Stoke Uh, these people they're not headline grabbers necessarily but they've all come in slotted in and they've done a a good job and of course uh, Danny Ings uh, coming back from his injury problems that he's had over the last few years and he's got himself into the under 21 squad and you know who's Charlie Austin now? Rob you're a
1: you're a Reading fan what have you made of the Championship so far this season? It is quite tight there the top
5: Yes I think it's tight at the top but I think both the Championship and League One have been characterised by Um, The quality really rising to the top. So I think there are five or six teams in each division who are beginning to dominate, whereas League Two, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, looks like a complete free-for-all. But I think Reading Reading are just on the edge of that. Uh, I think sixth place slightly flatters the team. Uh, That was until Saturday, actually, when I thought the side played very well in a 4-1 win over Doncaster. Uh, But some of the performances have been a little bit uh, inconsistent
1: and there have been a lot of injuries and uh, Mark you are a QPR fan as you mentioned before mm-hmm. uh, QPR after 11 games is still unbeaten and you barely con- well, you conceded about I don't know, 4 or 5 goals or something like that haven't you it's been a great start
2: yeah 4 goals conceded 8 clean sheets and 11 matches and, and two, um, 2
3: of them were on Saturday
2: so yeah. Yes. yeah yeah and um Strangely, Richard Dunn was at fault for the first goal on Saturday, and and since he's been on the pitch, those are the first two goals we've conceded. He's been an absolute rock. Um, The whole back four have looked so organised, but I think a lot of credit needs to go to Steve McLaren. I know the players and those close to the club have been suggesting that he was a big part in that. And there's a, a real great feeling around the club. I know when I spoke to you in the, in the summer before the start of the season, I was a little bit nervous and tentative to say how well we do. I still am, to be honest, but um, we've got a very, very big couple of weeks coming up with Burnley away and then Wigan away. And um, I think that's where we're going to find out how good this team is. Plenty of options. I think we're a little bit short up front. Charlie Austin's the only fit striker we've got, but Nico Cranjar is much too good for the championship level. I think he was playing in the World Cup qualifiers for Croatia last weekend, so plenty of positives, but I'm still just not too confident to say (laughs) we're we're definitely there in the the top two. Definitely top six, but I'll wait and and see for the top two. It's interesting you
3: um, you mentioned Steve McLaren uh, there, obviously since departed to Derby. How much of an effect do you think his departure will have on QPR?
2: I think it will to be honest. Um, I don't know where defensively, obviously. um, I don't think Harry Redknapp's really known for Set up his side to be so defensive and so good. Well, okay, good on the ball, but defensively so strong and organised. And I think that was seen straight away from the start of the season. We had a, a solid back four, and Clint Hill marshalling the defence alongside Richard Dunn. You have got Ned Manuho is playing absolutely brilliantly. Danny Simpson arrived, and uh, now we've got Benoit Asuakoto as well down the left. It, it's a lovely defence for the championship level. Um, it's just I don't think Harry was too responsible for that I think it was all down to McLaren so we'll see in the next few weeks um, if if that does happen I know we conceded two at Millwall on Saturday which will probably surprise a few people Um, but we'll see how it. Cope against Burnley's uh, front two of Ings and Sam Vokes,
3: and the the the, uh, the all important equalising goal. Uh, in fact, Harry, I don't think he actually saw it because he was just <laughs> recovering from being hit on the head with a the ball that also just hit a few seconds before hit Joe Jordan in the head and knocked his glasses off. And he was he was going mad on the touchline. But um, I, I some Mil- spoke to some Millwall fans, so they were at the game. And they they enjoyed that very much. Um,
1: <laughs> by the way, if you are doing Championship fantasy football this season and you want lots of points, get get basically the entire QPR defence in yeah. your team is what you need oh, to.
3: Or, or, and I've been, I've, I backed him all the, all last season, and he was in my team. and he, he didn't get me that many points, but my faith in him is starting to pay off. Kieran Trippier of Burnley. I've long <laughs> said he's since, well, long since said he's one of the most underrated players in the Championship, and he's having another good season.
1: Uh, Rob, if I can come to you, there's three sides. In fact, Jim, I'll come to you on this as well. Yep. Obviously, there's three sides from the uh, the East Midlands up near the top: Leicester in third, Forest in fourth, and McLaren and Derby in eighth. Out of those three sides, do you think any of them are, are realistic contenders to finish in that top two? And if so, who?
5: I think they're all realistic contenders, but I think of the three, much as I have quite a liking for Nigel Pearson, who I really respect as a manager, I think Nottingham Forest would probably be the team I'd pick. But I do think it probably is going to be Burnley and Queen's Park Rangers, actually. So I think the East Midlands sides are probably going to be battling it out in the playoffs. Um, and of course, in the final game of last season, I think it was Leicester. Went to Forest and had a really good win, and yep. I think we could be seeing something very similar again love,
4: coming up. I'd love that. Hopefully, we don't lose to Watford in the uh, in the playoffs, though, because that would <laughs> yeah. be utterly disappointing. <laughs> well, again, I, think, to, I don't I can t- first, mate, yeah, think, I, don't think I can take another defeat like that. It would be the end of me, I think. But I, I agree with you on on the Forest point. It's it's very difficult to see past that team, certainly being in the the um, the playoff shakeup. The the midfield is. Um, what made me sit up and take notice of this team because they have got the rights of Andy Reid, Henry Lansbury, Radian Majeski who I really rate as well. That is a, a midfield in my opinion in Forest as good as anything in the in the championship. Maybe apart from QPR like Mark was saying players like Nico Kranjčar are uh, a cut above for this division. He was he was an absolute Brilliant signing by Harry, and it's just unbelievable he can get players to come down and uh, play at this level. That are then jetting off and playing. Well, in, uh, I mean, World Cup qualifiers in a couple I of weeks' think, time for I Croatia. Think you just need to have a
3: look at their at their bank balance to, to well, suggest why they. Well, obviously, yeah, but uh, necessarily much to do with Harry's persuasion or powers. Tony Fernandez <laughs> has got a thing or two to say about it. But um, I think I, I agree with you actually. There, Forest midfield. Um, are about as best as you're going to get in, in the league but up, up front I'm not sure I said this when I saw them play Watford during the season I think they could still do with a little bit more up, up front those those strikers none of them are ever you know I don't think i have ever really had 20 goal seasons or anything near extra seasons in the championship but I think they'll be they'll be a playoff team certainly I've been impressed with Leicester though because yeah. you know last season we were all saying that you know after they failed to get to the to the playoff final in in the dramatic circumstances that they did we, we expected perhaps Pearson to go and the owners would take the opportunity to to get rid of him and, and move on but they've stuck with him to their credit you've kept largely most of the squad from from last season and you know i I you know I've been very impressed that you're still up there and you need someone like David Nugent I think he's a player that someone like Forrest would love to
4: have yeah hmm. I think the Nugent thing is slightly misleading in that the vast majority of his goals have come from penalties. <laughs> um, so he is he, he's scoring well but I've been more impressed with Jamie Vardy well, a great goal um, at the weekend a great goal at the weekend and he deserves it and he is moulded into a player over the summer I've, I've never seen such a transitional period from a player coming in and looking not out of his depth but just not quite good enough to well, play for Leicester. He did come Lefter. from the conference. Yeah, he did and it, forget. It, but because we had that whole season to, to see him I think people had just not almost written him off but kind of felt you know maybe yeah maybe that's one to chalk up to experience but he's been so good this year and he's keeping Chris Wood out of the team who you know mm. three million pounds from uh from West Brom when it, after he had a, a good start to the season at Millwall it's uh you know that's an impressive feat in itself, and he does utterly deserved that goal on Saturday, and I'm really pleased for him. Mark, how about an outside bet to uh, to get promoted?
2: an outside bet well I've I put up Ipswich at the start of the season and at the moment they're not really uh, doing that justice um, I suppose you mentioned Derby and Derby have been talked about quite a lot of course to Steve McLaren effect after what he did at Queen's Park Rangers uh, they're available at around 12-1 to 1 to win promotion um, I think if you look at the championship table in my opinion you've probably got five of the top six at the end of the season already in the top seven um, I'd say QPR Leicester Forest Reading and Watford will be there at the end of the season and then I'd say down to Burnley Derby um, and perhaps someone else, Blackburn or Ipswich um, sneak in at sticks, but there's not too much to go on it, uh, in my opinion Blackburn seem a little bit too inconsistent for me, they lost me money again at the weekend when I finally <laughs> decided to get them onside uh, Ipswich as a Yeah, pair, I took that
4: I tip by the way con- <laughs> That's the whole reason we've got you on Mark <laughs> Yeah,
2: revenge <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ipswich aren't convincing away from home, so um, Derby would be my pick as okay. twelve, as 12 to as one I'd,
3: I'd certainly fancy that, they looked excellent on on Saturday, deserved the three points away at Watford. Since McLaren, McLaren's come in, you do you have seen a transformation, just not necessarily, in, you know, the players are all still there and the the squad's been, been decent enough for a few seasons. But I think it's just a mentality thing. The players seem a lot more confident. The fans seem a lot more confident. There seems to be life breathed back into, the, into that club now. And I think they might be similar... to to Palace last season I think a lot of it will hinge on whether they can keep Will Hughes in January I think there will definitely be bids from Premier League clubs and if they can perhaps do what Palace did last season maybe sell him but also keep him for for six months before he finally leaves that could be the difference whether they finish in in the top six and, and go up or not
1: Rob, at the bottom of the Championship, I am well aware there's a lot of teams to get through and divisions to get through, but at the bottom we've got Yeovil, bottom of the table as I think a lot of people have expected, Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley in the relegation zone, uh, but there are a few sides around and about the relegation zone that you wouldn't expect to be there. Bolton and Birmingham just above the drop zone at the moment. Out of uh, that bunch, um, who do you think's nailed on go down?
5: Well, could, could I make a rather scurrilous um, mention for Wigan? Um, I'm just saying... Owen Coyle seems to be presiding over the swiftest transformation from a short passing style of play to the long ball in living memory. (laughs) And Although they're still in the top half of the table at the moment, who's to say they might not do a Wolves because I saw James McLean sending off at the yeah. weekend and that wasn't too pretty. But talking more seriously, I think I really fear for Yeovil and I saw the news today that Gary Johnson says he'll only pick players who give 100%. Mm. Uh, Left Paddy Madden didn't Paddy he? Madden.
0: Yeah.
5: yeah, which I think is worrying because Madden hasn't seemed to make the transition. Uh, I think Sheffield Wednesday do look in in a bit of trouble. I know that a friend of mine who supports them uh, reckons that they rely too much on sort of effort players like Miguel Lera and... And don't have enough finesse, and the style of play is is, is lacking really. So I think I think they. Um could continue to struggle. I know you covered them uh, recently on the podcast. Uh, and Bolton, I think, will probably just edge out of it. I mean, they've looked up a little bit after their horrendous start. So, I think Barnsley, Doncaster, teams like that have got enough fight to, to sort of maybe maybe stay clear. But there are going to be about eight teams in the mix. I think.
3: Yeah, I so. think if you look at the teams in 16th, 17th, and 18th, Middlesbrough, Doncaster, Millwall, all on 12 points. I think they are, you know one of those three could potentially drop down Millwall are interesting one because they finished last season terribly under Kenny Jackett who's gone on to to, to better things uh, at Wolves so far this season even if he has dropped down a division but you know, they spent quite a bit of money, not necessarily in transfer fees, but certainly, you know, in wages as well combined over the summer, brought in a lot of players. And I know the fans down there were expecting an improvement on last season. And so far, they, they haven't got it. Remember last season, it was only, you know, they had a brilliant first half of the season and then they, they dropped down in the second half after they lost Chris Wood. But they've started last this season where they left off last last year. And, you know, they had a good, uh, you know, good to get a point against QPR at the weekend. But there is still some unrest there at Millwall. still some sections of the fans are not happy with Lomas. You know, Doncaster I think um, I, I was reading the the piece on Two Unfortunates earlier on about the well, hey, Reading Doncaster you game, game earlier on and I, I i enjoyed I enjoyed the link that you put at the end to the piece from um, from Popular Stand about the the Don the The likes of Doncaster Uh, so uh, I I was about to say it then but I I won't but people would perhaps expect a team such as Doncaster to to struggle when they come up you know they were unheralded last season they weren't perhaps expected to be promoted uh, but they snuck up at the last minute into into League One uh, into the Championship from League One so I think they perhaps could be down there as well and we'll see what happens with Middlesbrough won't we and we will hinges on the appointment well we'll talk m- more about that a little bit later in the show uh, League One
1: then Mark I said it was a relatively tight at the top of the, uh, the championship there's two teams absolutely flying at the top of League One um, were Leighton Orient anywhere near the top of the list to get promoted at the start of the season uh,
2: no they weren't at all they were uh, I think they were 34 to 1 to, to win the title and around 14 to 1 for a promotion um, hopefully you remember I put them up for promotion <laughs> and don't remember that don't remember that <laughs>
4: Selective um, memory from Mr Crosby, I think
2: <laughs> that's the one I've been trumping to everyone I'm talking to um, but no nobody expected them to, to win 10 of their first 12 games and, and remain unbeaten at this stage um, I mean they've been absolutely fantastic um, Sean back coming off the bench scoring goals we've got Dave Mooney uh, Cox Kevin Lisby's rolling back the years um, things have been absolutely brilliant for them but one thing similar to Queen's Park Rangers I guess in the championship we've not really been tested yet this season um, I guess Milton Keynes at home the only games that already have really been tested where they came from behind to get the three points. Uh, they played Walsall, okay, they won at Brentford, who, who haven't really hit top gear yet, but a lot of their games have been against the bottom-half teams. Um, so that's one to look out for at the moment. But, um, yeah, absolutely an incredible start, and I, I did not see it coming, to be honest. I thought they were a bit of an outside shot for the playoffs, and if so, uh, a little bit too big for promotion. But, uh, no, still the bookies aren't really expecting them to win the league. They're still 6-1, third favourites. Um, you've got Wolves and Peterborough, um, as you'd probably expect in there as the top two in the betting. But yeah, brilliant stuff with Russell Slade.
1: Rob, what do you make of the top of League One?
5: Well, I think it's really interesting that there are three teams there. And, of course, only two can go up automatically. And I've got a sneaking feeling that Peterborough, there might be something of the Icarus syndrome about it. And that they might be the team to miss out. Because I think Wolves still have a lot of quality. And I think they may join Leighton Orient in the in the second tier so I, I I've got a bit of a fancy for Preston I, I think I've seen them a couple of times actually this season and they're very solid at the back uh Bailey Wright, the Australians a really energetic defender and he's still only about 21 uh, a couple of good goalkeepers um in Declan Rudd and Torsten Strickman who are fighting out for the place there and I just think Simon Grayson's got them really organized so I don't think they'll be promoted automatically I think Two of the current top three will will be promoted, but you've got to wait for those playoffs, and and you know anything can happen in those. I know that's a cliche, but um, I I think we specialize
1: in them point. on this show. Yeah. Don't worry.
5: <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, Preston. That ha- do have a terrible record in the playoffs, it must be said, but that has to end at some point. But, but they do have, um, a,
3: and, they do have a manager. Sorry, sorry that uh, that is specialises in getting teams promoted out, out of League One. So I think that will certainly go in their favour.
5: Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say was I just wanted to, even though I have a bit of a natural disliking for them as a club, I think Patrick Bamford uh, MK Dons seems to be single-handed. Oh, that yeah. goal uh, on Saturday. How
4: in, good yeah. was that goal on Someone, Saturday to um, win that
3: game? Someone mentioned to me at work the other day that they, they... What, they said that I look like him.
1: Kids, all right. You look a lot. You look a lot older than him. Let me tell that, you that. That's, well, wow. I say that. Kick him
3: while he's down. A, get it up. Put it up. We'll put it, we'll put it on Twitter. We'll <laughs> okay. We'll lookalikes.
1: Okay. Um, uh, play, play like him too. Playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> playoffs is going to be uh, is going to be interesting around there. Have you got an outside bet, Mark, to go up from uh, League One at the moment? Maybe a team who are sort of in mid-table. I know uh, Dave Brentford were your big favourites, and they're down in eleventh at the moment.
2: Yeah, I think the top four um, are going to be there at the end of the season: Orient, Peterborough, Wolves, Preston. Then you've got to expect to pick up so that'll be the top five teams so you're looking for one more I guess and there's a few in there who've Surprised me, I guess. Uh, Bradford are going well. Swindon have really surprised me. Their home form's been yeah. superb, and they can start picking up results away as well as at home. They'll be there or thereabouts. I always like avoiding Milton Keynes Dons. I think they're always <laughs> um, a little bit too short. No one really likes them anyway. And um, <laughs> further down, I think you've got to look at Walsall, who've been avoiding defeat basically in 2013. They've been superb, but they've only lost three times this season. But been absolutely brilliant in 2013. But I think you've got to give Coventry a huge amount yeah. of credit. They've I was been about the in
4: Coventry yeah rice on them
2: 12 to 1 12 to 1 to well, get this, promoted still
4: this is the thing when we when we knew that all this issues with their uh, their financial troubles were going to come to a head and that we were going to potentially be uh Deducted points, I bat them to go down, and then a couple of games in, I bat them to get promoted. But so basically, they're probably going to finish mid-table now. Covering all bases. Well, the thing is, if you look on true form, we were saying this a couple of weeks ago, they are about fifth or sixth now. I think on on true form, if you obviously the, the points deduction doesn't necessarily yeah. um, bring that into effect, they're still seventeenth, but with only a quarter of the, the season gone if they can continue anywhere near that surely they'd make a decent run at the playoffs wouldn't they Mark
2: yeah you've got to expect so they've scored 27 goals already and um, I think fans are getting their money's worth if they are travelling to Northampton to yeah. see them play um, it'd be a fantastic story for them and i have back them as well for relegation but I'll be rooting, them, rooting for them this season I think they've been superb really good to watch um, I think Stephen Presley deserves a huge amount of credit for where they are at the moment
1: let's look at the bottom of League One Rob there's been a managerial Change at Gillingham, Peter Taylor's in caretaker charge there, and there's about to be one at Sheffield United, who are just above the relegation zone. But um, a couple of the teams in the relegation zone, obviously, you've got Bristol City. You haven't won in 20 league games, which is astonishing. Uh, you've also got Graham Wesley uh, back at Stevenage, struggling, and Ronnie Moore, who's doing so well with Tranmere last season, struggling. So it's quite interesting uh, the stories down there.
5: Yes, and, and Chris Kuhlmann as well at Notts County, I think, has had a bit of a tough season. I mean, I think all of those names you mentioned are under pressure. The one that baffles me the most has got to be O'Driscoll who I've always admired massively and I know Glenn Wilson from the popular stand fanzine that you mentioned earlier on is a huge um, advocate of O'Driscoll's and I just don't quite know what's gone wrong there because they have players like Sam Baldock and J. Emmanuel Thomas and Scott Wagstaff and It looked more than good enough to be mid-table. And I know that there have been some serious financial trouble and lots of issues with NIMBYism over the ground and and other matters. But still, to be actually bottom, uh, it's perhaps been only sort of veiled a little bit by the fact that Sheffield United have also been struggling so much, another really massive club. But I really, really fancy them to kind of pull out of it now. Obviously, a lot will depend on who they get as manager, and hopefully it won't be Paulo De Canio. But uh, well, I, think- I, um,
3: I saw today Owen Owen Bradley uh, from BBC Radio Derby, who we had on when when Nigel Clough was was sacked as Derby manager. It- he was saying that he understands that Nigel Clough could be very close to taking over at Sheffield United.
1: Well, the thing was he was at the Crew Bristol City game on Saturday and Crew were Sheffield United's next opponents, aren't they? Someone tweeted yeah. a picture in the crowd of Nigel Clough being sat next to them, a Mourinho, at the weekend. Um, I'm a bit uh, wary of time here, so let's uh, crack on to League Two if we can. Um, I was going it... to get stuck into Bristol City. But oh, we haven't got time.
3: We're... Go on, get... stay Of course we've second. got time. We're a podcast. We can go on for however, however long we want. Nonsense. We're going to talk Good about Bristol City. Good luck editing uh, I was this speaking month. to Bristol City fans the other day and, and the problem is still the same uh, as it was under Derek McInnes not that much problem scoring goals playing reasonably good attacking football but just defensively shambolic conceding goals when they shouldn't be basic defensive errors all over the shop and you know it it is something that they would have expected O'Driscoll to, to sort out not necessarily in terms of his and he's not a defensive manager as such but he does place a lot of philosophy on retaining possession and playing good football and keeping control of the ball which would you would expect to lead to a reduction in the amount of goals you concede but it just hasn't happened uh, for them for them yet and as you mentioned those those players they've got a lot of good players there certainly players that can score goals but they just need to tighten up tighten up at the back
1: let's go to league 2 it is very tight uh, as i mentioned at the top there you got Chesterfield and Rochdale and Exeter on 23 Oxford Fleetwood Morecambe on 22 and Wickham um, in 7th at the moment on 20 points. Uh, Good luck with this, Mark. What do you reckon?
2: Uh, I don't think it's as, as tough as it probably looks in the league table. I think you've got two outstanding teams there. I think you've got Chesterfield and Fleetwood, uh, who the bookies expected at the start of the season to be up there and, and, and be solid favourites alongside Portsmouth. Um, and I think those two will definitely be there in the top three. Um, Rochdale who have been on an outstanding run of six wins and seven, of course, are, are nestled in there just behind Chesterfield. Um, Exeter are going well as well. Oxford, who seem to just keep winning away from home apart from on Saturday when, yeah,
4: when I put them, them. up. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot, lot, of, lot of angst, betting angst in the studio today, isn't there?
2: <laughs> there is. I'm in terrible form. I need to pick it up. Um, Morecambe are the one who surprised everyone, I guess, um, up there just a point off the top after 12 matches. Um, so I think if you take Chesterford and Fleetwood out, you're looking for one more um, for automatic promotion. Oxford, of course, are the team on everybody's lips, I think, at the moment, because they started well last season as well before falling away. If they can last the pace, they should be there or thereabouts, Exeter as well. But I I think after those top two, it's just very difficult to pick a third, isn't it? Um, I wouldn't really want to put my money where my mouth is apart from Say what i did in, in the summer and say rochdale because i, I just like keith hill and um, plays quite attractive football the home form has been superb Won five or six uh, remained unbeaten scoring 13 goals but so i think i'd have to say rochdale but chesterfield for me followed by fleetwood and hopefully rochdale
3: i don't the thing is un, unlike perhaps the other two divisions where you, you can perhaps see some sort of pattern starting to take shape it, it is so wide open in this league. You, you can't discount anyone all the way down to you know right down into lower mid table. Really, I mean, look at Rotherham went up automatically last season and they were out of the playoffs for quite a long time in the, in the season. And yeah. a, a late run could easily come. in look look, Burton, who I backed pre-season had had a really good season season last year, they're only what well, they're on eighteen points. A couple, you know, another win and they're in the top. They're in the top seven. Uh, AFC Wimbledon, who you know are finally looking to you know push on and, and get away from relegation worries in this league, and they they could easily. Get Go up. Newport have been impressive in their first season back in the league. You know, Keep going. South. Then there are so many teams there. All the way
1: down to twenty-second, maybe. Well, no.
3: no, no, not all the way down. No, no. are? <laughs> Absolutely not. But I mean, Cheltenham, who we are in seventeenth, they've had you know good seasons over the last few years. I don't, I don't think you can discount anyone really from from the certainly from the playoffs. Automatic might be. I do expect Chesterfield and Fleetwood to, to be right up there, as you said. But I think after that, it really is up for grabs. What do you reckon, Rob? Well, I think
5: one interesting statistic I would pick out is that a few weeks. Ago, you had Nick Locklin, who was a Hartlepool fan on uh, and they were completely dead and buried down with thing at the bottom mm. and now they're they're only 8 points off the lead yeah. which is just extraordinary um, I think Chesterfield I'm a little bit less confident about them, they obviously lost the derby to Mansfield and then Morecambe came back in that apocalyptic game when Chesterfield was 3-0 three, three nil up and Morecambe came back with to win 4-3 so I think that would have shaken them a little bit and then and then they lost to Burton at the weekend with those two great goals from Adam McGurk. So um, I, I just think it's all to play for. I mean, one team I might pick out are, are Wickham. Um, we've got that youngster, Max Kretschmar, who's got the winner on Saturday against Bristol Rovers. And I think they might last the base. And then, of course, Portsmouth, looking at the players they have. You know, just putting John Marquis on loan. And I think you had a post in the last couple of days up on the Wagyu mm-hmm. site um, where he's mentioned and Johnny Ertel, Patrick Adjumang, Simon Ferry... Lots of decent players. I mean, I know it's a cliche to predict that they will do it because they're by far the biggest club, but they're still in contention even though they're down in about 15th.
2: So um, all to play for.
1: Relegation, Mark? Have Accrington got any chance, according to the bookies, of staying up?
2: (laughs) <laughs> no, not really. Um, they are two to five, eight to thirteen. I think it's best price for them to get to to be relegated. You're not going to get the odds odds against anyway. Um, I think there's one thing about League Two. There's there's probably 20 average teams, two good teams, and and one very poor team. And I think that Accrington still about a win. Things started to pick up a little bit. As uh, they started scoring goals at least. But Coyote or, or the J got himself sent off and drew another blank at the weekend. Okay, they got a point, but uh, they're only on four. And uh, I think what six points. Off, off survival already. Uh, James Beattie's been hampered by the by the budget. There only 1,500 people going to see them play. Does look bleak for them. Um, so from the bookmakers' point of view, it's uh, one gone and, and just one more to go. And Torquay next best at seven to two, and then uh, and then it's out to Bury at seven to one. Um, so we like Lump all on. football league fans haven't got a clue who's going to be going down with Axington at the moment. This is um. <laughs> Northampton were tipped to sort of go well. Bury were tipped to be a surprise package. And, and there's Torquay, who have sort of carried on in a bit, a bit of a malaise in the last sort of 12 months. Um then you've got Bristol Rovers, who again were supposed to go quite well, but have been underperforming. Uh, Plymouth, who I thought would be a lot better than last season, but just can't seem to score goals at the moment under John Sheridan. And, and the same problem with York, who I think are relying a little bit too much on Brian Jarvis up front. So all to play for, really, in the, down the bottom of the table.
1: DC, Jim, what do you reckon down the bottom there?
3: Well, as I, as I just said there, I mean, you were saying to me on Saturday night when we were talking about Barry, you can't remember the last time you scored a goal. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I don't
1: quite like to drink. Let alone,
3: at that point. Like, let alone <laughs> like, look like winning a game. I mean, you went behind early doors, didn't you, on Saturday and Blackwell's gone. I guess a lot depends on yeah. who you're getting next, won't it? But um, I don't know. I worry for you. Make sure I, I, I can see Northampton pulling clear. I mean, Atkinson, I think, will probably be the team that it definitely goes, but then it's really difficult to predict because you say a number of those teams who are down there are all expected to be to be better. So you're going to have to see some teams fall dramatically
4: uh, or a big team could go down. Jim? Yeah, Ditto. Um, I'd echo what Mark says really. I think it's a huge factor is who Barry bring in, you know, whether as we were speaking about last week, whether they do try someone relatively untested in, in Alberto Solano or they go for a, a safer pair of hands, someone like a Danny Wilson that's... um it's been around a bit longer. Why do you so- want him? I mean... I- Mark as you, 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 soon as Blackwell was sat you said, you said about Danny time Wilson. get Danny
3: Wilson in why do you Why do you want him?
1: Well he got Hartlepool promoted from that division before he's obviously managed at bigger clubs than us uh, he's a former player he's well liked by the fans I don't know it just seemed to t- make t- sense t-
4: t- Ticks all the boxes doesn't yeah. it yeah, well <laughs> but I don't know if it'll actually happen though <laughs> passed, um, well <laughs> Rob final
1: final thought from you maybe on the bottom of League 2
5: I think I would uh, um, second most of you guys and I think Torquay are the team I would worry about I mean uh, uh, use the word Mark I think malaise and that uh, certainly seems to be the case after they'd had a really bright time of it you know, a couple of years ago I think I'd
1: probably picked them to go down with Aki. Okie dokie right well thanks both of you for coming on for this kind of a state of play update a quarter of the season in uh, cheers guys cheers we'll, we'll catch up with you again soon I'm sure that is Marco Hare, who is content manager for Sporting Bet and also uh, does videos at Wheel of Betting and Rob Langham co-founder of the brilliant uh, non-partisan football league blog The Two Unfortunates which is ever is well worth checking out we we'll Right, so coming up in just a moment, we're going to be reflecting on Tony Mowbray's departure from the Riverside Middlesbrough looking for a new manager. Uh, But first, I mentioned this at the top of the show. Very special guest for our 100th episode. Uh, The uh, captain of Fleetwood Town, Mark Roberts, is uh, on the phone or was on the phone to us a little bit earlier. They sit uh, fifth at the top of League Two at the moment. 22 points from their first 12 games of the season. They did lose 2-0 at Southend on Friday night. We spoke to Mark a little bit earlier and uh, we started by asking him um, how disappointed they were not to put Pressure on the sides around them on Friday night, with it being so tight at the top of the League Two table.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, it's got really uh, congested at the top of the league. Chesterfield made a great start to the season, and you know we we tried to match them every step of the way. It was a disappointing result on Friday because it was our, our well, we, we we had the opportunity the week before against Chesterfield to go top for the first time, and if we'd have won, you know, on Friday night we'd have uh, gone top of the table. So. Yeah, disappointment, but I'm sure the lads will react in the best possible way.
3: I suppose you can take some sort of comfort, though, in the fact that some of the teams, including Chesterfield, uh, around you in the league, didn't take the chance to capitalise on, on Saturday. There was a lot of teams that lost there as well. So you're still right in the mix. I think there's a top nine separate by by three points. So how do you look back over this first sort of quarter of the season and assess how you've done so far?
0: I think in a, a really positive way. The gaffer brought a lot of players in over... Over the summer, me included. You know, there was, it's a brand new squad, and we've been put together, and uh, you know, we've been getting to know each other. Um, and I think if you'd have said before the start of the season, 12 games in, we're a point off the top of the league, you know, we'd have took that. It's up to us now, and and um, to kick on, take that form that we've we've had um, so far in the season, but you know, get really get that. Level of consistency and, and winning consistency, and uh, hopefully that will see us uh, push on to another level.
1: I'm just wondering, out of the uh, the sides that you've played so far, who's really sort of stood out to you?
0: I think Chesterfield were obviously a, a standout team. You know, it was one all on the one all on the day, but they they were organised, and you can see that they've got plenty of firepower. And I'm sure they're going to be up there towards the uh, the end of the season. But there's there's plenty of teams, and you know, a few surprises in there. I think Exeter came and um, executed a really good game plan, and They've had a really good uh, run of form in recent weeks. It's a competitive league, and whether it's League One, League Two, the Championship, the Football League, is all very competitive. Every team can beat each other on the day, so you have to be at your very best. And uh, you know that's what we have to make sure in the weeks ahead.
4: You mentioned the uh, the number of uh, players coming in over the summer, uh, yourself included, as you, as you mentioned, and you got made club captain after you know four seasons. I think it was at Stevenage. How have you found the switch?
0: Um, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I made the decision in the summer to to leave Stevenage which was which was a hard one um, I was really excited about the you know the challenge and the proposition that Fleetwood presented me with um, I know a lot of the other lads felt very similar it's a very ambitious club you know it's driven by a very ambitious chairman and uh, the gaffer and the squad are likewise you know we're all hungry for success and uh, although there's been a lot of new players we've got to know each other very quickly and uh, I think we're a a really tight unit.
3: Well, as you mentioned there, you, you know yourself, you've played at a higher level uh, with Stevenage. There are other players that came into the club this summer that have experience at playing at higher levels than than League Two. So, do, do you feel as though really this season with the players you've got, you should be going up, and and could you, if you managed to do that, do you think you'd be fine at the at the next level up?
0: I've, yeah, well, I've been really impressed with the, the quality that was already in the squad. You know, players that had been there last season, and they made a really good start last year at Fleetwood, and. And we're unable to sustain that. The gaffer came in and he, he, he's got his own ideas and he's brought in players with experience and some experience of, um, you know, the championship and whatnot. So, you know, you've got someone like John Parkin who's played most of his career at the very top of the game. So that that experience will be invaluable. And I'm sure come the, the crunch time of the season towards the end, as we get towards the climax, um, it will uh, come to the fore and... Uh, Standards in good stead.
1: Marcus, someone who's played in obviously both in League One and League Two, um, what are the main differences? Do you think between the divisions, or do you not think there's that much in it?
0: Uh, To be honest, I've I've not seen a great deal of difference um, in League One. As I said before, anyone can beat them, any team on the day. Um, League One was really competitive last year, with you know the, the promoted teams not on your traditional. 90 odd points, winning the league. It was it was very very congested, and and you've seen in League Two this year again that although it's early days in the season, the league is kind of taking shape now, and the teams that are you know going to be up towards the top of the league are are, are coming forwards, and it's very close, it's very tight, and it's very competitive, and you know that is what happens at the lower lower uh, levels, and everyone is so uh, so desperate for points and, and and keen and determined to do well, so. I think just that competitiveness is, is, is the same across the leagues and um, I've seen a lot of talented players both within our squad and in, in other teams. So I don't think there's a great deal of difference and I think uh, we just have to concentrate on ourselves and I'm sure we'll do well.
3: Uh, the manager at Fleetwood, Graham Alexander, is his first managerial job after a very distinguished playing career. How, how have you found working under him and do you think he's growing into the job and you know, got some serious promises as a manager going forward?
0: Oh, definitely, yeah. As soon as I, I'd met the gaffer over the summer... You know, he he set out his plans to me, and just speaking to him straight away, I could see that I see the game in the same way that he does. He's a winner through and through. He he showed that in his career. He's someone I think the lads all all look up to, and for someone like myself, he's he's an inspirational guy and someone you know, I look look up to and can learn a lot from.
1: Just looking at your fixtures uh, for the next couple of weeks, Mark, you've got Scunthorpe on on uh, Tuesday night, which will be tonight for most people when they hear this. Uh, you've also uh, got away games at York and Northampton and Newport at home. So there's a lot of sides there in mid-table. A good chance for you to, uh, to press on?
0: I think so, yeah. Um, as I said before, everyone will... We'll feel that they'll be able to, to beat us as as we'll feel the same. We've we've shown some good form at home, we've scored lots of goals at home, but you know, Scunthorpe's a great opportunity to get a winning run going again. You know, we are disappointed to have suffered defeat at South End, but we're looking to react from that. And this season one of the most impressive things about us is every time we've we've lost a game we've bounced back with uh, with victory. So that's what we'll be looking to do. But we're, we're obviously trying to consolidate our position at the top of the league and that is, is all about consistency and uh winning games on a regular basis so uh, we know what we need to do and um, we'll concentrate on ourselves and uh, I'm sure the results will take care of themselves
3: uh, mark as it's, as it's so tight at the moment in in league 2 i mean if you if you look in years gone by, when it's been tight at the top of the championship and, and to a certain extent League One, you get to sort of the January time often what can what can separate teams are the clubs that have got the ability to go out and buy buy a player, spend a bit of money, bring in some extra quality to push them on in the second half of the season. That that might not be necessarily the case in League Two with with the with the lack of money going around in some of the clubs. So what do you think are the things that could separate you? You know, like the teams like yourselves and and Chesterfields and other teams who are in that promotion pack at the moment from the ones that maybe will. Away. What's going to be the difference as we get into the second half of the season?
0: Um, I think fitness is a big thing. that will we'll play a key part. How, how hard you train and how hard you're able to continue that level of intensity, that level of training, will no doubt um, be the difference at the end of the um, a winning mentality, that belief. And that all comes from within. So, you know, you even look at the Premier League. There's not teams that tend to splash the cash um, in January because... Like to keep um, a level a level of consistency in the squad, and I think at League Two it's very similar. Once you've you've got to know one another and you've gone through half of the season together, you're looking forward to the the second half because that's when it really matters and and things are decided and trophies are won and and that's where we all want to be in the mix. So we're fortunate that we've got a very competitive squad at, at Fleetwood, and um, I'm sure that competitiveness that we see on a daily basis at the training ground um, will will come to when um, the uh, the trophies handed out at the end of the season.
1: Mark Roberts speaking to us a little bit earlier today. We're already making a right mess in this studio, can I say? I by the way, I mean all this cake. Listening to that interview. Excellent cake. Man. Right, let's do um let's do our roundup. Uh, this is going to be uh, a bit shorter. Than usual because obviously we spent uh, a long time going through the divisions and state of play. But just a a few things to uh, pick up on from the last few days. And the first gym has got to be the departure of Tony Mowbray uh, this evening as we record um, from Middlesbrough. Yeah. And and at the weekend, he came out with this quote, which. I know that you retweeted DC, which uh, was this after the 3-2 defeat at Barnsley. Sometimes people can get a bit sidetracked by goals and the scoreline. Well... uh, Yeah,
4: that tends to be the problem in football, Tony. Well, uh, that'll
1: happen. Middlesbrough clearly haven't because he's uh, lost his job.
4: Yeah. Um, It's... I don't know whether, you know... It's a difficult one because they had such a good start last year, didn't they? And then they dropped away. And I think they were the only team below Leicester in the form table if you took it from January to the end of the season last year. And they just don't seem to be able to pick up points this year that it's just kind of carried that malaise into to this, uh, this year. And it's no surprise, really, when you look at that team and where they've been in the past, that after making an unsatisfactory start from an abysmal second half of the season, that he's had to go. I don't think anyone can have any complaints. No. He can, as many sound sound bites about you know, not. the score doesn't lie. At the end of the day, that it, it can't be that you know on a one-off game. Yeah, all right, taking it in context, that's fine. But not over the course of the last what? No, twelve months right. or so. A
3: team can play well uh, on occasions and lose. You can play badly and win. But over a long period of time, yeah. It, it does come to the fore, you know. You looking you, at what clearly, clearly games there are some so. deficiencies there that he's been unable to solve. It's very interesting, I was looking at some of Ben Mayhew's latest attacking and uh, defense uh, effectiveness graphs. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the latest one for the championship, this was from well, not from a couple of weeks ago, so fairly up to date. Uh, Milsborough create, have created the most chances in the championship, but they can't score. So they've create they're creating on average sixteen shots a game, but it takes them just over ten. That's incredible to isn't score it? ten so shots. They, Exactly. So if they if they could have found the back of the net more regularly and take some of the chances that they're creating, then, you know, they would have been a lot higher up the table and and, and Mowbray's still in the job. I suppose it's slightly similar, not quite the same, but, but echoes of the situation, say, at Derby, for example, when Mowbray's been there for a while now, came in and did sort of stabilise it after the absolute chaos uh, of Gordon Strachan's reign. And he's a club legend, you know, that's probably bought him a bit of time, played over, you know, well over 300 games for the club, got promoted with them back in the 80s, you know, very well thought of as a player there at Middlesbrough. Hmm. Um, So that probably did buy him a bit of time. But ultimately, you know, they're a team, they're a team as well. I think perhaps the biggest sort of slight against, against Mowbray to, and to what he's, you know, he's done at Middlesbrough and what they've become under him is that I was talking to someone recently at work and... They saw Middlesbrough flashed up on the on the scoreline at the end of the end of the games on Saturday, and he went, you know what? i have forgotten Middlesbrough had even existed, <laughs> and they've just been nothing, Crikey. have they? You know, they just yeah. been. You know, they they did start promisingly for a few. You know, a few seasons in a row, but they fell fallen back, and they just. You know, it's just dreary. There's it's nothing a, to be excited about. It's a case of
4: stability becoming stagnation. I think in that, so. In
1: that case, and, yeah. when, and when you're 3-0 down to Barnsley,
4: away yeah, from home at half-time, it's, half a, time, it's mean, no wonder that yeah, uh, Gibson's made the change now. You can fight back as well as you want, but if you give teams a three-goal head start, even you know teams at the bottom end of the championship are probably going to be able to hold on for three points in that case. Well, we'll watch this space. See you, uh, Middlesbrough. Just, just, just before we move on, though. though. Well, on, on,
3: that, on that very subject, so I've oh, just done a little Google of some of the, the Borough forums. So this is comeonborough.com. Uh, and they have a poll, and the latest uh, leader of, of that poll is Tony Pulis. he's favourite? Thirty-six point four percent of yeah. the people voting want to see Tony Pulis. Yeah, he's 5 favourite with the bookies um, this week. And Millsborough So I mean, he's an interesting one, isn't he? Pulis. He was linked for a very brief time before it went to McLaren with a Derby job. I mean, I guess any fan of a Championship club will look at Tony Pulis, and you have to ask yourself the question: Are you prepared to sacrifice attractive football for possible promotion? And for most clubs in the Championship, the answer would
4: probably be yes, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I think, think so. <laughs> I think one, you know, that have had a taste of the big time in the relative not-too-distant past as well, like Borough have, they'd probably say yeah to that, I think. Um, Leeds 4-Birmingham nil. Uh, on Sunday, the uh, Football Clichés tweeted
1: a picture of Lee Clark and his description was something like wearing the expression of a, a manager who's side of 4-0 down away from home. Hands uh, in yeah. pockets, hands on hips, and uh, not That's, looking happy I mean, at it's all. It's pretty surprising, though, from Leeds, really, because yeah, they, they've I mean, lost five and six before they've that. They've been on they? a shocking run, but they've um, suspended a player today, Ryan, Ryan Hall, for yeah. a tweet that he sent at the weekend, which apparently was in breach of their social media policy, I think, basically. There you go. along you the break lines, the
3: rules, of, you do the crime, you <laughs> Exactly,
1: do the along the lines of... Uh, just the fact he wasn't playing, but he would still get paid. Yeah. Something like that. Which is probably, I don't know, it might be in there. Although, as Matt Siege, who uh, is a regular contributor, uh, well, sort of regular person on Twitter who gets back to us, said, uh, blah, 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 spot on for suspending him. The use of your without an apostrophe. <laughs> instead of your cannot <laughs> be tolerated. So. Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love it if they've
4: suspended him for that. Well, in that case, I think a lot of footballers uh, yeah, would yeah, have to red pair yeah. squads <laughs> up and down the Joey nation. Joe Barton would never play a game again. So, yeah. That might not be a bad thing.
1: Let's talk about Paul Ince, Blackpool won at the weekend. Beat Wigan one nil the Tommins penalty. Uh, but I think this ban that he's got, stadium ban, even goes further than the one that Steve Evans got last season. Yeah, six games. Well, have you read the transcripts? I've. Re- did, yes. you, did you read Barney oh. Roney's brilliant yeah. Guardian article yeah, Guardian, about swearing? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what do you reckon? Does the punishment fit the cr- you know fit the crime on this occasion? If he
4: used that amount of that expletive in that short period of time. It's an unbelievable achievement for a start, but also, yeah, I think it does. Okay. I think if you drop that many C bombs on a fourth official who you're supposed to respect, then yeah, yeah and he quite threatened to, to do him and, over and to physically yeah. push him as well. I mean, you know, it's not it's not GBH, but it's it's unacceptable, isn't it, in the laws of the game and a five match stadium ban? Yeah, fair play. It's not, it's, it doesn't seem. But to do have you know what the Blackpool? Uh, fans did. In they smuggled him in. in a, they oh, the don't. Masks. They, did masks in. They, did. no, no, they didn't
3: do that. What they did was they the masks. Uh, yeah, I think it was a local radio station actually did a campaign where, yeah, they handed out loads of uh, loads of masks. So all the Blackpool fans had Paul into <laughs> mask to try and you know mitigate against the fact that their manager wasn't actually in the stand.
1: So for a day, every fan could be the manager. Yeah, sort yeah. of in a roundabout way. A couple of outstanding goals to uh, to mention. Uh, one for uh, Rochdale. They did come up in the conversation before when we were talking about them with Mark and Rob. But Ian Henderson too late goals to win at Cheltenham and the second sublime chip yeah chip from inside the
3: penalty area as well really good finish an appalling bit of defending that led up to that actually two players getting in the way of each other and it eventually made its way to Henson. but brilliant composure Superb.
1: And um, we said how good Patrick Bamford's goal was for MK Dons. Aaron yeah. Davis's goal for Exeter might have surpassed it as the goal Brilliant, of the weekend uh, in the football league. I mean
3: that that very reminiscent of the uh, Henri goal against Manchester United a uh, hybrid. Over, over Barthes all those years ago. Yeah, absolutely superb. I mean, to have, just to have the, the audacity to do to do
4: that yeah, to attempt and pull it off is great.
3: Yeah,
1: Jim, go along with that goal of the weekend.
4: Yeah, I think so. Um, I, th- I don't know. It would have been a toss up between that and, and Bamford's one for me. He's such a talent, isn't he? They've got such a gem on, there. On Bamford, look. Yeah. I've got a picture of him. Is he the one you you, uh, you been... saw on the train? all <laughs> no, that time. no, no he's the that, one that, that was, was. quite reminiscent right. of a young <laughs> okay. David Walker. I'm gonna uh, come around. Forgive me. We've been exchanging <laughs> football lookalikes on the side of the I desk. I think
3: does look a bit like me.
1: That does. Yes, yeah. that is true.
3: Some of the others oh, don't. that <laughs> one does. Yeah. Sorry,
1: this is great on a podcast.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> post it all up there. Visual okay. feature.
1: Stick that on Twitter. Right. Um. Here's here's something that fans of my club are not gonna like. We haven't got time for my club this week. Fans of Barry.
3: Or, Pardon? What do you mean, fans of our feature? We're going to give it a rest for a week. It probably is more fans of the feature, isn't there, at the moment? Yeah, than, than maybe less, of that, less of that. Less of that. It's
1: a celebration, and um, we're not going to do it this week because we are bringing back an old feature in just a second. Okay, so this is episode 100 of We Are Going Up. We started doing this podcast back in July 2011. <laughs> it is now October 2013. And uh, we started a feature right at the start of this show, which some people remember. Newer listeners will not. Some, many people don't. <laughs> what was it called? The Alan Johnson's Paint Trophy. Now, why did we call it the Alan Johnston Paint Trophy?
3: Uh, because Cause it was the, cause the Johnson paint, paint Trophy. trophy. And he was the only player we could yeah. think of with the name Johnston. So we we, we
1: haven't tried to ring Kilmarnock this week because we know ah. if we did not said, "Can we speak to Alan Johnson?" They probably wouldn't let us. But we are going to do a commemorative edition of the quiz, and there's some fireworks to celebrate. That's Good.
4: the best I've got in terms of production. Spend to all, a war zone. <laughs> Spend all the budget on cake. Cue it?
1: the dr- dramatic music. Right here we go. Oh, hello, Stephen Toplish, by the way.
4: Good evening, Mark.
1: How are you doing? How are you doing, mate?
3: Very well, it yeah. It wouldn't be a hundredth special, would it, without Topo, It wouldn't. No. So, Topo was on Toppo, the v- in in. can we get you to do like a Topo's top 100s or something?
4: <laughs>
1: <Just> top 100 <laughs> Keep him busy. I've so go got these to go on. get rid of them. Uh, Toppo uh, was on the very first show back in the day, so we thought we'd get him back for the quiz. Now, Topo, you're in Nottingham, so. What is going on there? He top- is in a war
4: You're on the A52, Toppo? <laughs> <laughs> no. There okay. Toppo.
1: Toppo. You. don't know what's happening here. It's all silent. Topo, you cannot. Can you hear me? Topo. Yeah. Okay, good. Topo, you cannot use your computer, so stay away from the computer. These two have, have banned their computers. The computers are off. Just to confirm, each other's yeah, computer yeah, is off. Yeah, okay. Strange. Round number one, you need to write your answers down and then we'll do each round and come back to the answers at the end of that round if that makes sense. Or we'll just do it all at the end, actually. Screw it. Okay, so here we go. Question number one. Join in listening. This is uh, this round is entitled The Football League. What was the score on penalties in the 2012 League One playoff final penalty shootout? Oh, That is the first question. The match was Huddersfield against Sheffield United. What was the score in the 2012 League One playoff final penalty shootout? So, write those answers down. We're done? Yeah. Okay, question number two Which two sides were relegated out of the Football League in the 2011 2012 season? Topo's back on the motorway Which two sides Were relegated Out of the Football League In the 2011 2012 season Question number three Who blessed Bradford City Before their League Cup Final defeat Against Swansea Last season That's question number three For you Okay Question four what injury did Gillingham's Chris Weltdale pick up in a match on Boxing Day 2011? OK, that's question number four. You got that, mm-hmm. chaps? Question number five, last one in this round. Which player holds the record for the fastest goal on a Football League debut? He scored against Swansea on the 16th of October 2004 and he currently plays for a League Two side. Say again. Which player scored the fastest goal on a football league debut ever? He scored against Swansea on the 16th of October 2004. After seven seconds, he currently plays for a League Two side. Oof. There
0: you
1: go. That's mm. tough one, that,
3: isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Swansea, 2004.
1: He played. He, that was against Swansea, so by the way. Would have been in League Two or? How are we doing? We all got an answer.
3: I don't,
4: think, I don't think I'm going to get one. I think you're all right to carry on. Mine's gone completely blank.
1: Okay. Put a time limit on it. Should we, should we just give the answer to that round? To yeah, yeah. You want to to do it that way? Okay. So I'm going to take score here. So Topo, first question uh, was as follows: What was the score in the 2012 League One playoff final on penalties?
4: Uh, seven six two Huddersfield. Jim, I've gone eight seven. DC.
1: 2019 2019? Yeah The score was 8-7 to Huddersfield yeah. is Woohoo It's correct So Jim is one up After question number one I, I thought, that, I thought it they all around,
3: all around twice or something Question
1: number two It's <laughs> a gamble Topo uh, Which two sides will relegate out of the Football <laughs> League In the 2011-12 season? You get half a point for each
2: Hereford I think was one
1: um... By the way You can't change your answers Once you've heard what you said You've got to a- yeah, I've checked. Oh, yeah. not changing. alright Topo, you got a second one. Oh, we
3: really surely. we should um, we should have submitted
1: our questions to you. Yeah, you, you should, should you have done actually. Passing me. There. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anybody else. I can't do a quiz, hello This is why we ended the bloody feature, right? You can't think of anyone else. No, I'll just go Aldershot. Okay. Okay. So Topo uh, has gone for Hereford and no one else. Uh, can you remember who you went for? Yep. Uh, DC. Macclesfield and Hereford. And Jim. I went to Stockport and Luton. I think that's wrong now. Here in the other two. The correct answer is Macclesfield and Hereford Come on So Jim is on well one done. point Toppo is on Half a point And DC Sorry He's on um, one, point, one, one point. point Okay so question three Who blessed Bradford Before the League Cup final Last season Toppo Yeah I
0: completely forgot
5: <laughs> um, Just because I can't think Of anybody else Paul George <laughs>
4: this is the reason we got you back on, Topo. That's your moment. Happy one hundredth anyone. We Oh are... my god. Bow down at the she altar made. of Paul Jewel. <laughs> Can you imagine going to get married and on your big day there stands Paul Jewel? <laughs> I think I'd give up. DC go DC is it the
1: Dalai Lama by chance Jim Dalai Lama it was the Dalai Lama <laughs> not false not Paul <laughs> Excellent. I didn't have anything else question four Topo um, oh. what injury did Gilliams Chris Weltdale uh, pick up in a match on Boxing Day two thousand and eleven he
5: ruptured one of his testicles
1: Jim.
4: Yes, I think he ruptured one of his DC. testicles.
1: Ruptured a testicle,
4: full, left, left one.
1: Full house. <laughs> no extra points for <laughs> being specific. Point for uh, so, uh, Jim, you are now on three. Topo, you are on one and a half. And oh uh, DC is now on three as well. Don't Google Chris Welpbell, please don't. <laughs> Last or Paul Jewell for that matter. Like
3: In image, image searches on both of those things will return something you don't want to
4: see. <laughs> Not safe for work.
1: <laughs> Question number five. Who um, scored the fastest goal on a football league debut after seven seconds against Swansea on the 16th of October 2004? He plays for a league two-side. Topo.
3: Oh, I'm an idiot. What have they done? Um, oh, Calvin Andrew. Incorrect. Jimmy? I, didn't, I didn't put anything. Yeah. What was you thinking behind that, Topo? Just a guess. Yeah. Mm.
5: Sort, I think he's sort of like 26, 27, so he could have sort of mm. made his debut. About eight years
3: ago I went for Isael McLeod But he plays in League One Now did not he It was Freddie Eastwood oh, oh
1: Freddie Back at the same club He was uh, It was that when he scored that goal So Jim Is currently on the lead After round one With three points Topo You've got one and a half I'm sorry that's uh, I was completely lie. Jim and DC you both got three points yeah. After round number one And Topo has got one and a half Okay right Round number two This round is called We are going up So uh, question number uh, one in this round Which team Won the inaugural And subsequently only Alan Johnston Paint Trophy On this podcast In May 2012 Which team Won The Alan Johnston Paint Trophy We all got an answer For that Yep Okay Question number two In this round Who was the first Ever guest On the We Are Going Up Podcast And that does not Include people in the studio Or Topo Or Carl Who was the first Ever guest On the very first show
3: What <sighs> Makes a lot of weird noises over there Well, because I'm thinking you're going to try and trick us on this one
1: I'm not Okay I'm not Okay Question number three Jonathan Wilson came on this show in November 2011 By the way, we went to the Blizzard, didn't we? Saturday night at Lord's We did, yeah Lovely event Very good He was very impressive Jonathan Wilson came on the show in November 2011 To plug his book on Brian Clough But what's it
4: called? Oh, you... Oh, I've got it (laughs) on the shelf at home What the hell is it? I'm going to go Paulins on you in a minute if you ask any more questions like that. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh, Something weird isn't it. <laughs> Okie <Okay>, dokie. <laughs> okay. Got an answer, Topo? Yeah, of course you have, Topo. <laughs> I've got the
1: book. <laughs> I've got the book as well. So's DC. Okay, here we go. Question number four in this round: How many different football league clubs, including the one he's currently at, has Sean O'Driscoll managed since we started this podcast in July 2011? How many different Football League clubs Has Sean O'Driscoll managed Since we started this podcast You don't need to name them Obviously Just uh, give me a number Silence Okay Final question in this round On this podcast To the best of my knowledge Certainly when I scribbled this down For the show We have had Three managers on Who've been managing Clubs at the time Can you name all three You need all three To get anything on that question Because I'm not I'm not splitting points Into thirds Say again we On this show we've had To the best of my knowledge You might be able to correct me Three managers on this show Who've all been managing clubs At the time we had them on Can you name all three? Don't worry everyone There's only one more round after this I realise it's an extra long podcast Still to come by the way The question on uh, For you uh, to win football manager Okay we've got answers
4: Three
1: Right I'm, I'm calling end of a round here not had three We have
4: I've had a shocker there
1: we have had three on
4: Okay pass the papers this way no, we'll, 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 Give me ten seconds Okay yeah, You can have mine oh. <laughs> Have
1: as many seconds have as it. you want uh, You brought some donuts in as well
4: We didn't mention it Yeah Have a, have a. I've, I've I've had mine mate there That you one's went. yours Me and DC uh, Pre-empted your cake Okay Had a donut Right
1: Three, three. Here we go okay. Toppo Question one in this round Was as follows Which team won the inaugural And only Alan Johnson Paint trophy In May 2012 Uh, Macclesfield Jim Doncaster Rovers DC Yeah Donny It is Doncaster Rovers (laughs) Yeah Okay Who was the first ever guest On the We Are Going Up podcast Topo Um, Was it
5: John Holmes Thomas Blogger
1: Jim I have not got a clue I went for Simon Pilkington He was on the first show but he wasn't the first guest Jeff Hawley Jeff Hawley from AFC Wimbledon TV I remember
4: that interview as
1: well Was the first ever guest we had on this podcast (sighs) Question 3 Jonathan Wilson came on the show November 2011 to plug his book on Brian Clough What was it called Topo? Nobody ever says thank you Oh Yeah DC, what have you written? <laughs> Something about smoking
3: you've written. Yeah. And you know why, right? Some, I couldn't, it's not as good as Jim's answer, though. Re- it's, <laughs> it's, like on my shelf, it's on my shelf at home, and I've got like a combination of DVDs and books on my shelf, and it's right next to Thank You For Not Smoking with Aaron Eckhart. And that for some reason, that it's polluted my mind like the nicotine fumes <laughs> from a cigarette. And Jim?
4: I put The Adventures of Brian Clough. You did? Because I couldn't think <laughs> of a better answer.
3: <laughs> good. <laughs> Okay, Topo, uh, then, have you? What room are you in? at your out. Have you got the book you're in visible the, to you? Can you? We need an adjudicator for this. You're
4: right, in I'm your in forest, room. your I'm forest shrine. All right, where the book? Okay, is. I'm in like my bedroom. It's fine.
1: Question uh, number four: How many different football league clubs has Shino Driscoll managed since we started this podcast in July 2011? Topo, three. Jim, I went for four. DC, four. Name them. It's uh, Donny Crawley, Forest, Bristol City. Correct. Four is the correct answer. Um, hang on a minute Toppo have you got a point yet I know you've got, the, you've, got <laughs> you've got the Brian Clough one Haven't you Okay right So uh, the last question Can you name the three managers Of clubs on We've had on this show Topo.
2: I can
5: only think of Martin Allen I don't know the other
1: two Okay Jim it? Yeah Ditto I can only think of Mad Dog like, Do see. It's Martin Allen John Ward But third Third manager is Brian Flynn
3: Oh Christ! We had Brian. I bloody talked to Brian Flynn, didn't
1: I? <laughs> you did when he was manager of Doncaster last season. So do I, uh, do I get two points for that. or do I get targets? no, no. I said I before you got to get all three. Ah. I, said, I said I said I can't split points into but thirds. I've done better
3: than those two, haven't I? You did. So, uh, well, right. I'm
1: going to be, Let's wait. So you get at least half a point. So that. No. Jim has got. Uh, you got. <laughs> oh no, Jim! You've got. You got two right in that round, so you now got, are on five. DC, you got um, in that round. You got one, one, two, two three. Right? Yeah, you got two. So you're on five as well. And Toppo, how many of you You got two in that round? So you're now on three and a half. Okay? Right, so, final round, everyone. This is to decide the commemorative winner of the Alan Johnston Paint Trophy. Okie dokie. This one is called, well, I've called it Numbers, but one of the answers isn't a number because that's just bad planning. Okay, you ready? Yes. Okay. How many former Premier League sides are currently playing in the Championship? I need a number out of 24. How many former Premier League sides are currently playing in the Championship? We got got an answer, everyone. No, I can
3: come back
1: <laughs> to it, can I? Okay. Question number two in this round: How many clubs were there in the Football League when it began back in 1888? In the first season, 125 years ago. Okie dokie. Question okay, again. How many clubs were there in the Football League in 1888 in the first season? Question three. (laughs) These are all quite tough, actually. Uh, Question three. Four clubs have won the bottom tier of the Football League three times. That's a joint record. Can you name one of them? So Division four, Division three, League two, whatever you want to call it, the the, uh, the bottom division of the Football League... Four clubs have won it Three times You just okay. need to name one Yep Got an answer Topo? Don't give it me Have you got an answer? You still with us?
4: He's
1: gone <laughs> Toppo? Yeah He's to- oh. still. <laughs> 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 Mate have you nodded off there? I know this is going on a bit have No you- I thought you were talking To the guy in the studio Have you written an answer down For that one yeah? Yeah Okay Right, this one might be a bit controversial. How many managerial changes were there in the Championship last season? I'm taking that from the start of the season in August to first games until when it ended in May on the last day of the regular season. How many changes were there? That? that includes people getting sacked, it includes people resigning, it includes people leaving to go to another club, and so on.
3: Right. Say again?
1: <laughs> How many managerial changes? In the Championship last season, from the start of the season in August, the first day until the last regular day, um, and that includes people resigning, moving around, being fired, so on. Managerial. Okay
3: Yeah
1: <clears throat> And finally Last question This is related to a number But it's uh, you just, The answer isn't a number If that makes sense Which ground currently Has the highest capacity Of any ground in the football league That's the final question On the commemorative Alan Johnston Paint trophy Right then So the score's going into this Jim is on five DC is on five Topo Is on three and a half Right Papers please Topo Question one in this round How many former Premier League sides Are currently playing In the championship
5: Uh, I think 19
1: DC 19 Jim I think I went 15 Didn't I The the correct answer I'm just double checking none of these have been in the Premier League. Is eighteen. Oh, oh. the ones that haven't That's played in the Premier League. League. Well. So, it's
3: doing it. so it's Yeovil Millwall, Huddersfield, yeah. Doncaster, Brighton. And Bournemouth. Oh Bournemouth. Oh, oh. Bournemouth. Oh. Bournemouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so scores stay as they were after that one. Next question. How many clubs were there that were there in the Football League when it began back in 1888, Topo? Twelve. Jim? I think I went twelve, yeah.
3: I said eight. 12 is the correct
1: oh, answer. I've thrown it away. <laughs> so, Jim's now on six. Topo on four and a half. Come DC on five. Three questions to go. Four clubs have won the bottom tier of the Football League three times. Can you name one of them, Topo?
5: Notts
4: County. Jim? I said Barry because I thought you would written it because they were one of the answers. DC. And Swindon.
1: Only one of you is, is correct. it be topo it, it? Is topo. topo. it is Topo. It is Topo. The four clubs were Notts County, Chesterfield, Doncaster and Brentford. So, Wow. So Jim is on, uh, is still on six. DC's on five. Topper's on five and a half. Wow. Okay. Two questions.
3: I'm last. There you are. How's <laughs> that happen? <laughs> two questions <laughs> <Is there> left.
1: <laughs> um, they got we got quite varying numbers on this one from these two. Uh, Topo, how many managerial changes in the championship last season?
3: On um, the championship. <laughs> I thought it was the whole
4: football league. <laughs> I oh, said the no. championship. Oh, oh my no! Okay, you can revise your answer. It. I've got to well, hold on, right, Topo, right, Don't, don't on, say on,
1: anything. Right. Well, hang on a minute. You re- you better write it down. I for that never
3: would have gone for that otherwise. I
1: want Topo to change it. No.
4: Right. No wonder you had contrasted champ- championship.
1: championship. Hang on a minute. Is that your... Oh, no, I've got the wrong piece of paper there anyway. Uh, so I'll write it down anyway. Okay, right. Well, hang on. I've got to wait for DC to write it down before mm. you give me your round to Topo. <laughs> Although some people might say he didn't listen to the question properly, so he shouldn't That's really be a, That's like, backing. That's true, yeah. Be very Topo, what are you going? 14. DC? 14. Jim? I think I went 19, didn't I? 18.
4: Oh right answer. Can I have a point for being closest? <laughs> no. Damn it. So. 15 of
5: them were forest, I think. <laughs> That's
3: good.
1: Right. Last question then. Which ground
3: lose it on this one.
1: Currently, he's got the highest capacity in the football league. I'll remind you going into this. Jim's on six, DC's on five, Topo's on five and a half. So it's out of your hands, this one, Dave. Um, Topo, where are you going? Ellen Road. Ah. Uh, Topo's gone for Ellen Road. Jim, what have you gone for? I
4: went for Hillsborough, but it's bloody Ellen Road, isn't uh, it? I put down Ellen Road, crossed it out, and put
1: Hillsborough. The correct answer. Is Hillsborough. Yes. Which means Jim Knight. Oh, no.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> has been crowned the champione of the uh, the commemorative Alan Johnston paint trophy.
4: How do you feel, mate? Yeah, elated. I'm never going to win anything like that again, so I'm going to save for the moment.
1: Head in hands over there, Walker. Oh, in the corner. <laughs> Head in hands. Damn uh, you, cherries. Jim, your reward for this is to. Uh, I don't know, you can have the rest of this cake if you want, mate. Uh, Where's the cake gone? It's on your side, cake, isn't it?
4: cake's over here. All oh, right, okay. I've most of it. Mostly. They've <laughs> ate half the prize, assuming he would win.
1: Toppo, nice to talk to you as ever, mate. i will get you back on for the 200th, yeah? Yeah, cheers, guys. <laughs> um, DC, question if people would like to win copies of Football okay. Manager.
3: Question, hopefully you can do it better than I did on those questions there. Right, so the question, if you want to win uh, one of three copies uh, of Football Manager to, uh, 2014, is out on the 31st of October. Um, you can answer this question correctly, and you can email it to us at... Wagupodcast at gmail.com the question is... After Tony Mowbray was sacked the day we record as Middlesbrough manager, that now makes Chris Powell the longest-serving manager in the Championship with Charlton. Now, when Chris Powell was playing in the latter stages of his career for Watford, he was involved in a controversial incident on the first day of our Premier League season in 2006-2007 at Goodison Park. What happened? So Chris Powell, when he was playing for Watford, 2006-2007 season in the Premier League, first day of the season, away at Goodison Park, what controversial incident was he involved in?
1: We are going to do this randomly as well, so it's not a case all the Watford fans that respond will get there first. We're going to do a one, three at random a Random draw. A random draw. It's been a long record. Do a random draw this time next week, yeah? yep. Next week, so you've got a week until next Monday evening uh, to enter, which will be the 28th of October. So uh, the answer to that question, email it to Wagyu, uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Com. That's what you need to do. As ever, we're on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Wagyu Podcast. Twitter is at Wagyu Podcast. Website with all the blogs is wearegoingup.co.uk. And the offer from Audible for that free trial and free audiobook is at audible.co.uk slash going up. Happy birthday. Happy 100th, everybody. Wee. We'll speak Thanks to you next mate.
4: week. This is the We Are
1: Going Up podcast. We've got the Football League covered. <laughs>